This is episode number 74 of the High Impact Leaders Podcast, your shortcut to personal growth and career success. Welcome back to High Impact Leaders. I'm your host, Doug Stannard of the Leaders Institute, and our goal is to help you build strong teams while growing a successful business. On this episode, I'm going to cover a few ideas about how to combine team development with philanthropy or or corporate social responsibility, charity work. Um, This is a topic that my company was really instrumental in developing almost 20 years ago now, but in the post-COVID world, there have been a few changes um, in a lot of different things that we're going to cover in the first part of, of the session here. So if you want to build solid teamwork and do something nice for your community, don't miss a second of this episode. Um, in the last 10 minutes, by the way, I'll at the, the latter part of the session, um, I'm going to cover the top five ideas that we've seen post-pandemic to help you build teamwork and make those that first team meeting back together more fun and more memorable. And by the way, as always, if you like the sessions, don't forget to subscribe to the High Impact Leaders podcast. Make sure to rate the podcast and leave me a review, by the way, as well, um, wherever you download the show from. And if you have questions for me or comments, you can always tweet me at Doug Stannert or contact me via my website at www.leadersinstitute.com. All right, so let's get on with today's podcast. So the title of today's session is the best charity team building ideas in 2022. So basically, we're going to show you how to how to do some really fun philanthropic corporate events. Um, And and by the way, the the best ideas for this type of of event or activity are they might actually surprise you because as teams come back to the office, we're experiencing really never before seen team challenges that nobody anticipated, some of those unintended consequences of some of the lockdowns and working from home for the last couple of years and that kind of thing. So um, let's let's say that, like as an example, let's say that you started a new career during the pandemic and it took it most likely if you did that, and a lot of people did, um, it took a while to get into the swing of things. You know, first you were working from home for the first year, you know, and by now, by this time, you've kind of, you understand your job role. You've you've also gotten to know some of your coworkers, at least virtually. You also know who you report to and who is responsible for what within your company and what you need to do to advance. So you're you're just now finally getting your bearings and then, things, you know, things are kind of going well. Then the boss kind of throws you a curveball. The entire corporate team is now scheduled to come back into the office. So over the past two years, more people started working from home than ever before. Um, for, For some, this was a spontaneous adaptation to the job they already held. They'd already had that job for a year or two or 10 or 15 or 20. And because of the pandemic, they had to adapt. Um, for others, though, um, they, they started new jobs with their new companies for the first time remotely. They were remote when they when they started working for the company. So going back to the office, whether full-time or part-time, will, will now be another major adjust, adjustment on the, on the back end. So this is causing stress and anxiety for um, those who were starting to get their groove, and now things have kind of become tumultuous, right? So these feelings by the way, are maybe more common than most people realize. Um, And just in the last couple of weeks, Forbes reported 
uh, on the subject, citing a, a study conducted by ADECO, the ADECO group, which revealed that 49% of leaders and 42% of non-managers, so 49% of the managers and 42% of non-managers said that they felt or were feeling some type of anxiety about returning to the office. So interestingly, the leaders, the managers had a higher level of stress than the people who who um, were in, not in management. So if you keep that in mind, as you begin to schedule the first meetings back with your, with your returning group, it can be helpful. And that's kind of one of the things that we're seeing um, in our day-to-day activities with, with a lot of these companies that are calling us to kind of help them with these first meetings. So basically in this episode, I'm gonna give you a few ideas of how to use philanthropic corporate events to really relieve some of that stress for both your leaders and, and your team members. So. Um, So let me just kind of give you a quick little overview first. So since late last year, most of our clients here at the Leaders Institute um, are are now scheduling in-person charity team building events. Um, And a lot of them, uh, prior prior to the last four or five months, almost everything was virtual and that kind of thing. So basically, it's this big boom now for the the in-person events. So um, what we're hearing from our customers, from our clients, is that they're saying things like, this is the first time that we have met in person in almost two years. And we also hear things like many of our team members joined our organization during the pandemic, so they've never met any of their coworkers in person. So since this is so common right now, I'm talking 99% of the time, that's what we're hearing uh, from from our customers and clients. Um, the organizations are starting to add you know, like a fun charity team activity to their, their first meetings. You know, they want to get started back off on the right foot. So, for example, um, last week I, I, I did an event for the State Bar of Texas for their Young Lawyers Program. So these are these are attorney. All of these are attorneys um, in the from the, the state of Texas. And prior to the meeting that I went and, and helped lead for them, um, this was the very first time since COVID that any of them had ever met in person. So, um, and by the way, just, just to kind of give you some background, each year, the, the bar handpicks a, a couple dozen or so of up-and-coming young attorneys to, to mentor um, as their, as their um, next generation of, of leaders within the industry. So these attorneys joined the group a few months ago, and since they, since they joined, they've really only met. Uh, virtually until last week. So one of the major benefits of joining a group like this is the value of networking. But prior to this meeting, the members rarely interacted with each other outside of the scheduled Zoom calls, the virtual calls that they had had because there, there was no relationship there, right? So they had been missing out on one of the major benefits of being in the group. So organize, the organizer, the person who kind of put this together, decided to invite the group to Galveston for some in-person networking and team building. Just She just wanted something really fun to, to see if she could compensate for that, that challenge that they had been having. So we created a, a few fun team building games that allowed um, them to get to know each other out of out, outside of the traditional meeting. Um, first, by the way, we divided them into small teams. And, and as the, the smaller teams kind of work together, they earned bicycle parts for their team. And of course... They made a few mistakes along the way, and they laughed a little. But eventually, um, they 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 um, built these these cool uh, brand new bicycles for kids, and then donated them to the local boys and girls club there on on the island. So 
Um, they had a lot of fun. They got to network with each other and they also got to give back to their community. And that's the kind of thing that we're seeing happen over and over and over again in these, these first meetings back to the office. And, and it can be really helpful in getting people to kind of network and get to know each other and on a personal level and that kind of thing. So what you can do though, is you can use one of these charity team building activities to, to bring those remote employees back to the office as well, because in addition to having the first meeting where people are meeting for the first time, there's also um, situations where we're now getting, we're, we're now hoping that our, that our employees come back to the office and there's a little resistance. So the, the pandemic created an, an unprecedented shift to remote work. Uh, according to Gallup, in 2019, only about 4% of the entire workforce worked from home. But by 2020, that percentage kind of soared to 43%. And remote white-collar workers shifted even more dramatically, over 65%. 65% of all white-collar workers were um, working remotely from home in 2020 during the pandemic. And um, the, with, the, with the rising levels of immunity and um, readily available vaccines, you know, companies are now to the point where they're now asking their remote teams to return to the office. And the bosses, you know, we're, they're urging the team members to come back. However, they're being met with heavy resistance. Um, there was a New York Times poll um, recently that, that basically kind of outlined it a little bit. The poll respondents listed, they, they listed a bunch of reasons, by the way, why they wanted to remain as a remote worker. But and and along in the list were things like uh, we want to have more sunlight. <laughs> we like wearing sweatpants. We like quality time with our kids. We like quality time with our cats. <laughs> we we have more hours to run and more hours to read and and all of that kind of stuff. Those were things that kind of came up in the poll. But the 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 um, the most strongly argued though was about workplace culture. That was the that was the number one reason that these these folks that took the poll gave that for why they wanted to stay at home. Um, and by the way, the New York Times even interviewed people to get firsthand a firsthand explanation of this hesitancy to return to the office. Um, one one of the ladies that they interviewed mentioned that she enjoyed working from home because she felt the pressure to socialize at work with people that don't like her. It makes for a horrible day, you know. So she she didn't feel comfortable coming back to work. So to keep this from happening in your office, you want to foster an atmosphere where people are proud to work at your company and they want to come to work in the office. That kind of thing. And, and so a lot of times these these team building games that support a local charity are one of the best ways to kind of do this. They they've got both a positive impact as well as a way of uniting the team and a purpose behind the, the everyday work. Um, there's a third thing that that is important about returning to work during this time period is that um, you know morale for a lot of companies, and hopefully you haven't felt this, but um, even in companies like mine, you know, morale was was pretty low for quite a while. There was so much fear, there was so much nervousness, there was so much hesitancy on, on um, in the in um, in most of the companies that morale kind of took a really bad hit in the last couple of years. So, um, and and company culture is really on everybody's mind um, when, especially when we kind of talk about shared values within our company and that kind of thing. So the workforce 
just people in general that are working for companies, they want to work for companies that believe the same things that they do. They want their company to be involved um, in, in projects that they themselves believe in. So one of the best ways to kind of use one of these team activities um, is to partner with a, um, a partner, the team development with a corporate social responsibility program, uh, especially if you work for a big company. Um, I, I'll give you a really good example of this. Um, one of our big clients is uh, JP Morgan Chase, and um, they have a, a an entire group in their in their organization that does philanthropic events. It's basically they have um, they've set aside um, a a, a, a vast amount of money to um, to do things for charity and and it's and since it's a fund and they get interest off of that fund that interest is what is what funds a lot of these philanthropic activities right so so basically what they started doing a few years ago is they started working with companies like mine to combine team development with that phil, phil, philanthropic um, activity and it's worked beautifully I mean basically morale is up um, 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 folks are enjoying the places that they're they're working and that kind of thing so um, especially for the newer generation the generation Z folks and, and really the Millennials as well um, a lot of them have concerns for social causes so companies can can really rise to the occasion by implementing, you know, programs to help kids with obesity or literacy programs or helping the homeless, those kind of things, um, because your work for your workforce not only wants to see a change in those areas, but they want to be a part of that solution. And so if you um, as the as a leader within your company kind of implement these types of things, you'll get pretty good results. So um, having events tailored to achieving these ends kind of helps create an emotional bond between your workforce and the company. Um, according to the, the Nielsen poll, 73% of millennials said that they would pay more for products when the company helped solve some social causes. And even more telling is that 62% of them would be willing to take a pay cut to work for a company that more aligns with their values. They would much rather work for a company that's in line with their own personal values versus working for a company that they don't, they don't like or they don't trust or they don't want to be there. So um, for the 2022 workforce, you basically want to choose um, one of these team activities that kind of aligns with your team's values. You know, for instance, um, I mentioned the, the bicycle building thing before. Um, so uh, you could build bicycles for kids to encourage them to exercise more and fight obesity. Or you could stuff backpacks with school supplies to, to give um, the, the kids the tools to help them um, reduce illiteracy. Or you can add um, char charitable team building programs like these to your, to your meetings, stuff like that. You can boost morale at, at, the, at the same time that you're doing something really good for, for charity. All right. So with all that being said, those are kind of the changes that have occurred that are really, really important in in uh, 2022 that, that are kind of unique things that, that are kind of out of the ordinary for this year versus previous years. But let me give you one final idea or one final thing that we're starting to see more and more of. Um, we've always seen this, but it's actually at a, a much higher level um, this year, is that a lot of these organizations are using fun activities to demonstrate the application of the content of the big annual meeting. So a lot of the companies that we're working with now in, in fulfilling these things are um, doing their very first big annual meeting in two years. And so this, there's been a lot of pent up 
uh, demand for this because, you know, they wanted to do one in 2020 and it got canceled because of the pandemic. And then in 2021, they were really looking forward to it, started building. And then all of a sudden the, the, the new versions of, of the, of the coronavirus kind of came out and that caused them to postpone things even more. And so, so for the first time in a couple of years now, we're, we're meeting together in, in much bigger groups and we're doing strategic planning and changes and marketing plans and sales goals and different things like that. And a lot of times the, the folks that are, that are actually putting on some of these team activities, they want those team activities to reinforce something that has been taught in the previous day or earlier in the day. Um, and so we, we've been seeing that quite often and most companies, you know, it's, it's been two years since they had their last annual meeting. So they want to kick off their new marketing campaign or introduce new team members to a large group or just catch everybody up on all the changes that have occurred in the last couple of years. Well, these, these team activities are a great way to reinforce all that content. The, the games, the team activities can, can give your group a chance to really practice creative thinking and better communication skills. If you do them right, a lot of times what will happen is people get these, these um, charity activities confused with service projects. And if you're doing a service project together, it's not really designed to be uh, a team activity. It's more like manual labor. And yeah, it can add a little bit of the emotional impact, but if you combine it with the, the teamwork or team, team building, it can get you a whole lot better results. So um, I'll give you a good example. It's a, a company that makes medical equipment at its first annual meeting since the pandemic, and they were roll, rolling out a new line of surgical equipment that was designed to reduce infections. Good time to do that, by the way, right? So, so in order to help reinforce some of the stuff that they had been covering for the last day and a half, um, they added a, 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 a teddy bear stuffing team building activity, and they donated the hypoallergenic um, teddy bears to a local children's hospital. So um, the facilitator was able to reinforce some of the content from the earlier speakers. So the, the basically take some of the um, the slideshows and things like that, that, that earlier speakers had, des had designed and delivered and kind of incorporate some of that material into the games and the team activity. It added a little friendly competition and also added some team spirit, spirit to the, the meeting. So a, a well-led charity team activity um, can get the entire team to participate regardless of the group size, by the way. Um, this is this is more difficult to do in large groups. So if you expect you know 50 or more participants, it might be a good idea to, to uh, invest in an outside company to deliver one of these things for you. Uh, because if the bigger the group gets, the more difficult it is to kind of keep people involved. Um, one of the things that I hear from, from groups that are kind of doing these types of activities for the first time is that, um, and, it, and it kind of it kind of hits me right in the heart when, when I hear this is they say, yeah, well, you know, um, some people are really into it and some people aren't. And I'm like, God, how in the world is that possible? <laughs> that means you, you, you're not doing, you're, something's wrong, something's wrong. If you do these activities correctly, you'll get everybody involved and you'll get great morale and you'll get great um, teamwork throughout the whole thing and everybody will want to participate. Um, so with all that being said, let me give you the, the five things that we're seeing in 2022, that five activities that you can do where you can combine teamwork, team development, and uh, a charity donation as well. Um, the first one is a charity bike build. And obviously my company does the build a bike uh, team building activity. We were the, the folks who kind of created that almost 20 years ago now, but it's, 
it's still the absolute most popular and it's kind of the best of the best team building activities. Um, what we do in our programs is we divide the group into, into small teams and then each, each team will, will do a series of challenges in order to earn each bicycle part. They accomplish one challenge, they get the handlebars. They do another challenge, they get the pedals. They do another challenge, they get the front tire, that kind of thing. Once they get all the, the pieces, they, they build a bike and then we donate it to a, a local children's charity. Um, one of the other things that you can do that's really fun, the second one of the five, is that you can do a mini golf course made out of food items. So basically you can get canned goods, macaroni and cheese boxes, that kind of thing. Um, the, the cool thing about doing something like this uh, is that when you, um, when you create a, a, when you have your team anyway, create a course, you can actually have them play it. Um, the version that we like to do is what's called the ace race to where is where they have to get an, they have to get an ace or a hole in one on every hole. And that's what kind of increases the energy in the room because, you know, one team, let's say you've got six people on a team and one team team member will try to, to hit it, doesn't go in, another one will and it won't go in and another one will try and it won't go in, another one will try and it won't go in. And all of a sudden, the next person gets the hole in one, everybody goes, they cheer and they kind of run to the next hole and that kind of thing. So it gets the energy up in, in the room pretty effectively. Um, the third one that's really popular is uh, one I, I mentioned earlier, the um, where you stuff teddy bears for kids um, or for children's charities anyway. Um, the, the reason why this one kind of works really well is that it has the ability to put in more, um, solid team development, communication skills, and that kind of thing. Um, whereas with, um, the, the reason why I say that is because there's not a whole lot of physical activity involved in stuffing the teddy bears. And so you're going to want to add something other than just stuffing teddy bears. Otherwise it's going to take 10 minutes. You'll be done. Right. So, so like, for instance, when, when our group does something like this for, for clients, um, we, we have about two hours set aside where, where we, we do some real solid teaching. We, we call this kind of our hybrid where, where there's solid teaching and team development combined with, um, with the, the activity and for the right charity, you can, you can do something really, um, really positive. Um, one of the charities that we like to donate to is the Child Rescue Coalition. It's that's an organization out of um, out of Florida that that um, is was set up entirely to combat um, um, crimes against children, especially. Um, human slavery type of things. Um, you wouldn't think that that would be a huge problem in the United States, but it, it's really big right now. It's it's one of those things that is happening over and over and over again. And so this company, this organization, this charity was set aside to, to help combat that. So when they, that when they rescue one of these kids, they like to give the kids something, some kind of comfort item. And so stuffed animals, blankets, that kind of thing can be really, really helpful. So it creates kind of an emotional ending to, to your meeting when, when, when your group kind of sees where this is going to. Um, the, the, the last one that I'm going to cover in uh, as far as, um, you know, the, the, the uh, charities, uh, charity activities is, is really one that I think is kind of the best in 2022 because it's so customizable. It's one where you kind of pick what you want to donate to, to charity. Um, so like, for instance, we've in the last couple of weeks, we've had folks that um, because of what's going on in Ukraine right now, they wanted to to send um, care boxes to to people that were in Ukraine. So basically they were sending things that were in short supply over there, things like beef jerky and nuts and, and you know, lots of protein type things, um, putting them in, in boxes and, and shipping them overseas. 
Um, uh, we've had we've had um, ones where we've where similar types of programs that we've done where we've donated the kids' backpacks with school supplies and that kind of thing. So the cool thing about it is that I mean, you, you if you organize something like this you're only limited by your own creativity. You know, what do you want to give away and who do you want to give it away to? And, um, and that's one that you can really mesh fairly well in 2022 uh, based on the, uh, the values that we kind of talked about that, that your workforce has, the things that they're most interested in. If you can customize one of these things, you can, you can um, uh, align the donation with the values that, that your group has. Um, So the last one, number five is, is that you can do any type of team building activity if it's some type of competitive team building activity and just do a cash donation to charity. And that works really well. Um, just a couple of days ago, I was in Las Vegas doing a scavenger hunt um, at the, the Sahara Casino. And um, it was a lot of fun. We had we had a great time. Um, organ- I basically made the entire scavenger hunt from scratch on on uh, Wednesday, and then we we did it for the event for the group on on Thursday. So really fast turnaround. And um, what what the what the um, the client did in this situation was that for the third place team, the team that scored the third most points in in the scavenger hunt, they gave away a thousand dollars to the charity of that team's choice. And then they gave away two thousand dollars to this for the second place group's charity and then three thousand dollars for the to the first place uh, charity. Now that's a pretty, I mean that that one's kind of out of the ordinary. That's a pretty um, generous donation, but that was one of the things that this organization really kind of valued. That, that was one of their values is giving back to the community. And so they thought it was, it was uh, donations well spent. And each one of those group, those teams that, that were able to kind of pick their charity um, were, were really happy with the donation and it created a great um, rapport for the whole group. So you can, you can actually combine the um, the philanthropic the the uh, corporate social responsibility stuff with any type of team building you just got to get creative so hopefully this has been something that that uh, you can kind of take to heart and and use to help you build rapport in in your team and help you build a, a stronger team um, so thanks a lot for being a part of high impact leaders bye all we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.